What's up? I'm Elliot Jackson. And I'm Rob Warner. And we make the bike podcast that you never knew you needed. Yes, that's right. Just Ride is a cycling podcast from Red Bull. We love covering every cycling discipline you can imagine, from people who ride around the world twice on a penny farthing (laughs) to some of the biggest stars you can imagine. To hear more, just search for Just Ride in your favorite podcast app. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. Doing this meditation, it helped me a lot to know my body, to know that you feel good, you feel bad, but everything passed, you know? So when we feel this amazing moment, it's good that we enjoy this moment the maximum. Welcome back to a new episode of Mindset Win, a podcast where we share extraordinary stories from incredible athletes, unlock their mental tactics, and see how we can apply this to our daily lives. I'm Cedric, and with me here, York. He's the head of mental performance at the APC, the Red Bull Athlete Performance Center. York, do you hike sometimes? Yeah, I, I, I love to hike uh, around the mountains here in, in Austria. So yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? That's the perfect place. I love to hike, but uh, I hike up. I usually fly back down. Yeah, it's good for you, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, today we'll be hearing from someone who has run up, but also down mountains from the Matterhorn to Mount Vinzen in Antarctica. It's Fernanda Maciel. She's a Brazilian athlete, ultra marathon runner. But that description doesn't quite capture the whole sense of wonder and adventure that's really driven her career. York, as a sports psychologist, what do you take from the interview? What really struck you from this interview? What struck me was how Fernanda uses a technique that's spoken about by many people, meditation, but she uses it in a performance sense to really help her achieve these incredible projects that she has done. Um, Maybe something different to what people usually expect from meditation. So here is Fernanda and after the interview, stick around because we're going to really change your perception on meditation and we're going to explain how you can use it to perform on a higher level. My name is Fernanda Marcel. I'm an ultra runner. I'm from Brazil, Belo Horizonte city, and I'm based in Chamonix in France. I born already motivated. My family, they are a fighter family. So my granddad, he was Jiu-Jitsu champion. My dad, he was Capoeira master and Taekwondo champion. So I think I born in this kind of having discipline and motivation for the sport. When I was eight years old, I was gymnast. And then if 10 years old, I was already training in USA. My family, they were like super rich. And then when I was 14 years old, my dad, uh, he got sick. And then step by step, you had to start to, to sell one house and one apartment and the cars. So when I was 14 years old, I just start to work to help my family with the money and uh, being the best student. And then after I become a lawyer. 
I learned so much from that that I just was moving in a positive way that uh, just focused on what I was able to do to help and uh, just that making me a strong person. So for me, the things that happened when I was young made all the difference for myself today. When I was 22 years old, I I was professional adventure racer. So usually my race was 500 kilometers. During this race, I was already running like 50 kilometers and then doing 100 kilometers by bike and then 30k uh, pedaling kayak. But ultra running, that uh, started when I was to New Zealand in 2005 and 2006. It was my first approach uh, doing half marathon and marathon on the mountains. So ultra running, it's uh, more than a marathon. So usually my specialty is a hundred kilometers race. So I'm a VC world champion in ultra trail. That means that it's on the mountains. So I run all the way up and I love the downhill because usually when you have these peaks, it's, it's when you have the most beautiful views. Two weeks ago, I just came back from Alaska where I had an accident that I fell inside a crevasse. So it was the first time I had this beginning of panic because I was stuck inside a crevasse. I had this fall of five meters. When I was stuck there, it was very hard for me to move my body, you know, so I couldn't save my life like alone. So in this moment, I had some panic and I was just like talking with myself, like, be calm because otherwise you lose your energy. When you are in these stress moments, you need to, to act fast if you can, but sometimes you can't. So it's better to just uh, save your energy for when you can act, you can use that. And how you save your energy is to keep calm. So I think... Uh, when you know about how to breathe and to have faith no, that uh, you can survive and can be, well, and can get a rescue, I think it's one way that uh, you can apply what you have been learning. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live. We got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I started to do meditation in... 2006, so it's a long time ago, I learned the Vipassana meditation. The first thing that I learned was to observe our thoughts. I started to learn with the meditation and then to transfer it for running. It's two techniques of this Vipassana. So first you focus in your breath and then after you focus in all your body from the top of your head to the, the, your toes. And then you observe your thoughts and you have the power to see how your heart is bumping, like how your lungs, they are working. When you close your eyes and if you start to observe uh, 
your thoughts. You start to analyze how much things you you think in the past, in the future. So many things are just worried thoughts. When you are so deeply in this kind of meditation, you really know yourself inside. So if you can filter, just leave the positive thoughts. Uh, especially for running, you have so much time to think. So if you can just leave the positive thoughts and the focus, that for sure is the best way. And also this is training. So as you're training to do more and more kilometers and to run faster and faster, we can also train to think positive and not leave uh, the negative thoughts to control yourself. Doing this meditation, it helped me a lot to know my body, to know that you feel good, you feel bad, but everything passed, you know. So when we feel this amazing moments that you are f flowing with our run, it's good that we enjoy this moment the maximum. And uh, when I have all these bad moments like suffering and then have uh, knee problems or stomach issues, it's just also keep moving because you know that your path, you just need to keep moving, you know. Aconcagua Mountain was my first high mountain, 6,962 meters up. The location is in Argentina, so it's the highest mountain of uh, America. In 2016, I was able to be the first woman to run up and down this mountain in 22 hours. I've been in this mountain during two years, and I've seen so many professional ultra runners trying, and they try, they get lost, or they have altitude sickness. And also myself, I, I just achieved this in my third attempt. The first one, I had less experience. And in high mountains, it's, uh, you cannot choose the day. So it's uh, in one month, I was there like three weeks and I had just the chance to go in one good day, one uh, sunny and not uh, so strong wind. And then this day I was, I had cold, so I couldn't go up because I started to, to, to cough so much that uh, it was dangerous to get like pneumonia. And then uh, I, I had to go down and rescue by a helicopter. And then the second time, I spent all night crossing rivers. After I reached the base camp, I started to have altitude sickness. I just started to, to walk super slow, and then I had to, to come down again. Yeah, so we had to go down uh, because uh, Fernanda had a little bit of headache mm. and uh, dizziness. And uh, so we decided to go down uh, for the safety of our but then after I did some good trainings to 7,000, carrying 10 kilos and getting more acclimatized, I also believing that I had permission with this mountain to go there again. And I pray so much to have like a good window that my third attempt was perfect for me. I remember I arrived up and I was like, whoa, that is, I cannot believe, I cannot believe. I was like, oh my gosh, 
it's maybe it's possible but yeah it's kind of impossible because it's so long and uh, it's the condition is just completely different when you are down it's warmer and rivers and when you are up it's uh, snow and you are in so high altitude and the rock terrain i really felt that uh, all the meditation that i've done all my prayers and all these lessons that i had with this mountain just become uh, school for me, you know, as um, as a Fernanda runner. I remember, like, the way down, I was alone in the f- just a full moon and myself. I was like, wow, that's crazy because and right now I'm achieving this crazy challenge, running all this way, and it's just me and the full moon. <music> That was the sensational Fernanda Maciel sharing the meditative joy that ultra running brings her. I can really connect with dealing with emotions and and regulating, uh, observing your emotions. York, you mentioned meditation. Interesting. Can you explain a bit more? What what do you mean by this? Yeah, so I... I don't need you to sit down on top of the mountain and meditate for two hours. That's not what I mean with meditation in this sense, but Fernanda describes it nicely as a as a way to have a filter for negative or positive emotions or thoughts. I like to re- refer to them more as facilitating or debilitating emotions or feelings or thoughts, because even sometimes a, an uncomfortable feeling can still have a positive effect on our performance. So for example, a little bit of fear or a little bit of anxiety might feel uncomfortable, but I might need that in a certain situation. I'm, I'm sure that's something that you can probably relate to, right? Uh, completely. Uh, I see every emotion as something very functional yeah. and they're sending me a message. Like fear is telling me you're doing something dangerous. So be prepared, be focused, be in the present moment. So if you refer to that as a negative emotion, it is not helpful. So therefore I, I, I would rather call them facilitating or debilitating. What what Fernanda describes them is is using meditation to filter out some of the debilitating uh, emotions or thoughts. We can think of our brain as a emotion and thought making factory. It's constantly just producing thoughts and emotions and it's impossible to turn that engine off or to to control any of those thoughts that are coming out. And meditation is really a a way for us, a tool to then filter out the debilitating thoughts and and emotions and be able to then refocus on the performance that we are currently doing. So this is also helpful for people who are not elite athletes to be able to turn off those distracting thoughts that just eat up energy and capacity of the mind and instead then refocus on the task that is at hand. Why is it so hard to meditate? Because when I talk about meditation with people, I always have the same comments like, I don't have time for this. Because as soon as you hear meditation, you think about someone who is like sitting down for hours and just and thinking about nothing. No, that's right. You know, your comment about people saying they need a lot of time for this. Well, yes, it it takes time, but it doesn't mean that you have to do nothing at the same time. 
There are four types of meditation that vary in terms of intensity and duration. So the first type really is the kind of automatic meditation that sometimes happens by accident whilst we're doing something else. When we accidentally enter a state of flow where actually this becomes a form of meditation if we're just so focused on a specific task. So whilst you're, you're running or hoovering or something like this, suddenly you might just start meditating unintentionally. Then the second type is the more intentional meditation, but just brief moments throughout the day, maybe just five minutes here or there that you can just easily incorporate in your, in your daily routine. Then the third type is the very intentional type of meditation where you reserve time of the day. A lot of people like to do it in the morning just after they've woken up for up to two hours sometimes um, where you really that time is reserved only for meditation. And then really the, the fourth type would then be what more and more people are doing nowadays of going to these so-called retreats where you spend seven, 10 or even longer days away from home in, in a specific place for meditation. So you don't have to start at the type one uh, and work your way up. You can go between the stages. Um, you can do it whilst you're hoovering, <laughs> doing some housework. There's lots of opportunities throughout the day where you can meditate. And the, the key thing is to not distract yourself uh, in any other way, but to really be with yourself, to be present in the moment and focus and be aware of your thoughts and emotions. A lot of people think of meditation as something that is controlling our thoughts and emotions, but it's, you know, that's, that's kind of an unrealistic target. It's more about becoming aware of the emotions and being able to then uh, focus on the, on the facilitating ones, like we just said. What do you know, York, about the science behind meditation? There are many links between regular meditation and positive outcomes like reduced anxiety, uh, reduced fear, um, also a higher level of empathy. So they did a study with some monks compared with other people from Western Europe, where they found that the monks had way higher levels of empathy, for example. So even by meditating yourself, meditation is quite a, an isolated activity, but it helps you to connect better with people, which I find fascinating. So as far as I know, most of us, including myself, we're not going to run an ultramarathon soon. So how can we apply this to our daily lives? Yeah, I'm also not going to run an ultramarathon. Um, but to answer your question, meditation is a skill that we train through regular practice. And I'm sure we've all been in a situation where some debilitating thoughts or emotions came up. And in that moment, we thought, how do I deal with this? How do I, how can I distract myself now? How can I move on? And the, the great thing about meditation is that if we practice it regularly, it becomes automatic. We then in that moment don't need to then apply meditation, but we've got this automatic skill inside to filter out the debilitating emotions and thoughts and be able to move on efficiently from that situation. So I encourage you and, and all the listeners to try to rethink meditation as something that we can fit into our daily lives because you can meditate whilst doing other activities. And this is something that we can introduce into our daily lives quite easily, even if it's just 
a couple of minutes here and there throughout the day, it, it is possible. And it's really something that helps you to connect with yourself a little bit better, to understand yourself, um, and therefore just in general to become an empowered and more balanced person. So like a lot of things, it's step by step. Yeah, exactly. Start small uh, with just a few, maybe 30 second, one minute uh, exercises and just try and find some books, some podcasts, some apps around meditation and learn this skill because it's super helpful in our daily lives. I'm going to try to meditate more. Thanks to our amazing guest, Fernanda Marcial, my wingman, York. And to you, thanks for listening today and keep coming back to Mindset Win. It's been a pleasure, as always, to share all these secrets with you. I really want to know if you've tried any of the exercises. And, and so if you have, just email podcast at redbull.com or leave a note in the comment box on Spotify. Don't miss next week when we'll be hearing from Canadian skateboarder TJ Rogers. Skateboarding saved my life. I went through cancer last year and that was the only thing that really helped me surpass a lot of the negativity and the things that I was dwelling on and it gave me a sense of hope.